Hey, what's up, guys? It's Mike Orlando here from Adrenaline Mob and Her Chariot Awaits, and you're listening to Sonic Perspectives. everyone, it's Rodrigo here bringing you another interview for Sonic Perspectives. Our guest today is a very experienced guitar player with an unmistakable tone. Mike Orlando has been a part of bands like Sonic Stomp, Adrenaline Mob, Nocturnal, and more recently a new group called Her Chariot Awaits. Mike, it's great to have you with us. Thank you, man. It's a pleasure to be speaking to you, bro. We have well, a good. lot of ground to cover, but first of all, let's talk about your newest band, Her Chariot Awaits, with uh, the Spanish singer Aileen, formerly from Serenia. How was that connection yeah. made? Um, it was through the label. To be honest, uh, you know, I, st I started working with uh, Frontiers through a dear friend of mine, uh, Michael Kaplan, and he brought me to Frontiers, and uh, it's been fantastic working with the label. I love those guys. They brought me Eileen. Uh, I say Eileen. I know it's different. <laughs> um, so it was, you know, we're trying to put together this female-fronted rock band and uh, went through a bunch of people, and they found uh, Eileen and sent her over to me, and... Oh, she she was great, you know, great voice, five octaves, beautiful, uh, beautiful woman, and a, a sweetheart of a person. So she has quite a range for sure. She even does the whistle, the Mariah Carey thing on the yeah. whistle. <laughs> it's five octaves. It's it's insane. My God, I love yeah. it. Yeah. Um, how did you guys decide on the band name, Her Chariot Awaits? I think it's rather unique and full of symbolism too, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, when I was looking, seeing pictures of Eileen from her her past uh, band and how she looked on stage, it, it had this very majestic look, you mm -hmm. know, kind of like I just envisioned her, you know, getting into a chariot and, and, uh, you know, <laughs> kinda, nice. just uh, the, the, the way she dressed in those big majestic outfits and stuff, she kind of looked like a, you know, that's what she needed to drive away, you know, at a concert. <laughs> so I don't right. know. It was, it's just, and then it just stuck with me. So it's kind of a, it's kind of a term, her chariot away. It's like her, her horse and buggy, so to say, are waiting to take her away. Or a chariot could be anything, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, but <laughs> yeah, that's kind of that's how my my mind thought of it. So that's where nice. I came up with it. Nice, cool name, <laughs> cool name. Yeah, and you also have uh, Jeff Fall on drums, who's quite a curious choice for me because he's experienced more in progressive rock and funk fusion, etc. Right? Yeah, he's uh, he is Ron Fall's brother from Bumblefoot. And oh yeah, Jeff. He was in Bumblefoot in the first few albums, so uh, mm -hmm. I grew up with both Jeff and Ron down the street from me. So, oh, okay, I've known those guys forever. So it's it's great. I, I love Ron and uh, they're, and Jeff. They're both extremely talented guys. So it was a no brainer. I always wanted to do something with Jeff, and mm -hmm. uh, just worked out to be the perfect thing. And he's a monster drummer, man, and a he great guy. A lot of double bass on this album as well which is pretty cool. Yeah. 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 He rocks, man. Yeah. It's crazy track. Yeah. And Brian, uh, he's played with you in a, a lot in, in past lives, right? In past bands as well. Uh, Brian, uh, Brian did, we did one show together. I have a new uh, project, a new band that I'm doing with the amazing Corey Glover from Living Color. So we have a, and we kind of did this like, um, just, uh, it was, a, it's a very legendary jazz club in Manhattan. Mm. called the iridium so me and Corey were uh we were doing a show there and we had brian play in the show so uh he was 
he was great, you know, tall, real funky, bluesy kind of player. Um, you know, but with Hachari to wait, Brian came in after. So uh, the album was mostly done. So uh, the al- album is mostly me playing all the bass, you know. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's a great guy and uh, hope, hope to hit the road with everybody and when we can in this yeah. world. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, sonically speaking, it's a very interesting mix because like you said, you have, uh, well, we have your attitude of a typical New Yorker and Aileen who comes from a symphonic metal background. Uh, how did you guys reach a common understanding of how this band should sound? Um, I mean, I had a pretty clear vision of what I wanted to do. Okay. You know, uh, so it was... I wanted to do, I love bands like Hailstorm and, and Paramore and Flyleaf and, and uh, you know, in this moment, all the female fronted great rock bands, Gwen Stefani. Yeah, she's, she's awesome. So stuff like that. So I wanted to just do a hard rock version of the, of those, you know, in that genre, but, but mm. just a lot of big hooks and vocal melodies. And uh, so that's how it came about. And I, I just kind of sat down in my studio as I always do with any album I do and wrote like 10 or 15 songs, uh, all the pre-production. I do all the drums, all the bass, all the guitars myself. And okay. then I sing them and I send them to Eileen to learn them. Uh, uh-huh. And she's come, she, she came up with some really killer parts and some songs, but it's mostly just me kind of brainchilding in my studio here and uh, sending her funny vocals to sound like a, <laughs> like a high singing girl. Which <laughs> <laughs> Kind of hysterical hearing me sing high uh, falsetto. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do sing at least on one of those tracks, which is "Take Me Higher," right? One of the first songs to be revealed. Uh, you do a little bit of singing yeah. on that, mostly spoken yep. word, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do, and I do, I do sing a lot. I'm, I'm always singing the songs I, I record to, to convey to whoever mm-hmm. I'm working with. So that's how it worked with, uh, with Eileen. You know, I would send her a version of me, and she would uh, just work on it. And but it was great to take her because she's so different. She's She's from a, such a different background. Yeah, uh, the symphonic metal is totally different than this. So uh, it, there was definitely some adjusting period, you know, working with her and trying to get it uh, the way it should be. And but she was a champ, man. She she worked her ass off to to become like a different kind of singer, which was great to see her. Right. And, and the outcome, I think she did an amazing job. And on Dead and Gone, another song that you guys did a video for. Uh, that's where I can see for the first time uh, how the band will look like side by side. Right. Yeah. That's yeah, your that's, first like presentation of the band. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Whereas "Take Me Higher" is just myself and Eileen in New York City, you know, um, shooting the video ourselves. But "Dead and Gone" is the full band with Jeff and Brian as well. Yep. Yeah. And whose idea was it to record the "Constant Craving" from Katie Lang? That would be me as well. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I love doing stuff like that. I, I I did it with Adrenaline Mob where we did a version of "Come Undone" with Lizzie Hale from Duran Duran. Uh, I like. Re- doing old songs like that yeah uh i love the katie lang song and uh i always envisioned these these like 80s 90s songs kind of redone now you know in in the modern age um so i had that one for a while you know i was holding on to it and what better time to do it with a girl and a beautiful voice like Eileen's. Yeah. I think that metal and hard rock, you know, they found their niche uh, in recent years, but we need more material like that to bridge the gap between pop and metal a little bit more, don't yeah. you think? I totally agree, man, because yeah. there's so many great pop songs. And, you, you know, I, I took it and made it really dark and eerie, mm-hmm. um, but it's still a beautiful song. You know, Katie Lang's version is 
unbelievable. You know, ours is just a little more, you know, I, I don't know, you know, little typo dark. negative Sabbath yeah. and yeah, real dark, you know, yeah. moments, yeah. creepy, kind of creepy. A little bit. Yeah. And like you said, you produce, mixed, engineer the album, and that seems to be the case with the majority of your projects, right? I think you're comfortable yeah. with doing that and being so much in control. Um, it's, it's what I've always done. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, every Adrenaline Mob album I've engineered and I've mixed and mastered the last five of them with Adrenaline Mob. Um, all of my stuff, um, of course, this album, and, and I own a recording studio, so that's, that's my job when I'm not on tour is just mixing and mastering and working with bands and stuff. So I love it. You know, I, I've learned early on to take the guitar player hat off and become the mixing engineer, you know, okay. which is a, it's, uh, it's fun. I like just doing completely other, you know, separate things than just being a guitar player. Right. I wonder how you'd feel if they, if like a band you were involved with hired, I don't know, Roy Thomas Baker or one of these big name producers, would you adapt to, to like being told what you play yeah. or? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it'd be cool. I, you know, listen, every, everything is an adventure. So, you know, it's, it's all good. Yeah. I, I've just always been the producer and, and uh, the engineer and, and, and mixing it and, and mastering uh -huh. it as well. So, um, but I would love that. I mean, Jesus, you know, yeah. come on, it'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I think, yeah. like you said, it's it's your first involvement with uh, Frontiers. Are you planning more releases yeah. and collaborations with the label? or? Hell yeah. I'm, I'm uh. just finishing up an album right now. Literally, as we speak, um, I, should, I should be handing this in uh, June 1st. And it's a new, really, I'm really excited about this. It's a heavy album, more symphonic, but it's metal and hard rock. It's myself, um, the amazing Achilles Priester on drums. Oh. And the unbelievable Andrew Freeman on vocals. This is, wow. uh, yeah, it's an, and uh, Junior Corelli from my band, uh, ex-keyboard player of a band called Nocturnal that I play in, in South America, which he is an incredible uh, keyboard player. And um, the stuff is, is really heavy and really great, huge vocals. Andrew was killing it. And it's called Black in the Sky. So oh, okay. Yeah, I'll tell you how and why I know that project. I'm friends with Fabio, who's collaborating with you somewhat in that project as well. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Fabio. Yeah. Fabio is great, man. He's he was doing a lot of the you know the lyrical content and and stuff like that, and and he's been a, he's a great guy, man. He's uh, yeah. you know so we we took some stuff together and passed it on to Andrew, and uh, you know hopefully uh, you know it came it came out fantastic. Yeah, so I, I couldn't be more excited, man, about this. Awesome. Yeah. Fabio is an awesome dude, man. Yeah. yeah. Thumbs up. Well, anyway, Serafino, who's with Frontiers, of course, he has a thing about combining as many big names as possible in his projects. So I'm sure this is just the beginning. I'm, I'm sure we hear a lot, a lot about you in other projects as well. I hope so, man. I, I love working with the label. Man. Those guys are great. Yeah. Everyone there, Mario Serafino, Elio, Nick, uh, you know, all the guys there are, uh, are great, top-notch. You know, yeah. their publicist, Ron Freeman, they, they just got a great team of people over there. So uh, I've been real happy so far, man. It's great. And uh, you, you mentioned the project with Corey Glover, right? I think uh, I thought you guys were aiming for an earlier release or early this year, but now it's, it's sort of up in the air a little bit, right? It's tough because we wanted to get and finish the album, and now this whole pandemic hits, and it's like, damn. You know, because we truly are, we truly work together down here in my, in my, my recording studio, Sonic mm. Stomp Studios. And, uh, 
we'll sit here and, and, and work on the songs together. And, uh, you know, I'll just, I'll come up with all the music and then Corey will come in and we'll, and do the vocals and all the lyrics. He's, he's amazing. He just sits there and, and at the end, by the end of the day, you know, the lyrics and the vocals are done and sang and he's, uh, he is out of this world. The stuff yeah. is so, so great. So killer. Some of the best stuff I've ever been involved in. And we're, uh, we, we just have to figure out now how to finish it in this world. <laughs> yeah. How to accommodate. Which I guess it's going to be sending files, you know, which is an unfortunate thing, but, um, you know, it's gotta be done. So, right. What yeah. are you going to do? I saw parts of the show that you mentioned on YouTube where you did the Thin Lizzy cover, I think. Okay. With the, yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. And I'm, I'm very curious about this project because we're used to seeing your, your like high octane, very fast playing. But I'd be interested in seeing your bluesy side or more melodic forms of music. So it definitely is. It's very, very blues based, um, real funky. Some sometimes there's a little Rage Against the Machine in there. Oh, okay. You know, as far as as far as the big beats and the, and the you know, mm -hmm. but it's funky, bluesy, and what can I say? Corey Glover, he's singing, singing his ass. It's one of the greatest vocals ever. He's amazing. Yeah. And and you were planning a tour, or you were booked a tour with Nocturnal in Europe, opening for Sons of Apollo, and then this whole lockdown thing started. What's the current plan yeah. for Nocturnal? Anything? Any new album in the works? Or yeah. sure. I mean, as you know, we were in Europe when this happened. So oh, we had a. We, did, we were in Sweden. We did two shows, Norway and Sweden, and we had a huge European leg with Sons of Apollo, and then a South American run. Um, Unfortunately, we got we got sent home, and you know, for the safety of everybody. But that's still on. You know, as soon as as soon as it can be rescheduled, we'll be going out with Sons of Apollo again. And we have a ton of stuff on the uh, on the books with Noternal. We uh, okay. finished the new album now, and in 2021, we'll we'll be touring our ass off. Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> good to hear. And in, in terms of uh, Adrenaline Mob, what can you tell us about the state of the band today? I don't think the fans ever got, like, the official word about the band continuing or not after the accident. Yeah, because it's just, it's just been so hard, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a, that's, a, that's a really sensitive subject because, yeah. man, it's just, that, was, that was like going through hell on earth, you know. That was hell on earth, you know. So, yeah, I mean, and I, I adore Adrenaline Mob, what could I say? You know, I, I, I loved it. You know, with every fiber of my being, you know. So um, it's just, yeah. Unfortunately, it's just down for right now, and there's no, there's no anything really. Okay. There's nothing to say about it. I, I wish, uh, I wish it could be done again. You know, mm -hmm. one day, hopefully. Um, we'll see. Who knows, right? I see. And whether it is yes or no, there's no, there's no question there. But me, for myself, you know, I love that band. So yeah, I saw a very special show of Adrenaline Mob in Sao Paulo years ago. It was the last yeah. Mike Portnoy show with Adrenaline Mob. Uh, I think. Oh he, yeah. yeah. I think he came back for a one-off when, when AJ uh, passed away. Yeah. But yes, he did. Yeah, but officially that was his last date with Adrenaline Mob. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was a great. Run. Yeah. We went out with Hailstorm and did a whole exactly. bunch of, yeah. I think Sao Paulo, we did a, a whole bunch of dates, Mexico City, Argentina, Chile. I yeah. can't remember the date. Um, it was a fantastic time. Yeah. Man, what a what a great thing to get to play with Mike, touring with Mike, yeah. with Noternal uh, supporting Sons of Apollo, and Mike tracked our new single Scream for Me with Noternal. Oh. So he's, and he's in the video and he tracked the drums and we just did this huge tour with uh, with Mike. It was a two-hour show, so it was one hour of Noternal. And then Mike came out, and we did Dream Theater songs. We did uh, Adrenaline Mob songs. We had to do Falashi, and we did 
Angra songs and Carry On and Nova Era. I mean, what a show. Nice, it was man. such a good tour. We went out, we went out for about a month. And uh, you'll you'll definitely be seeing that tour again. Awesome! Oh, okay. So there's, so there's a chance of a repeat. Okay. I believe so. This is what this is what a birdie told me that landed okay. on my arm. All right. All right. <laughs> I'll keep an eye out for it. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. and, and I have a question about your style, which for me is quite unique. I mean, you ha you play full of grit, but also a lot of clarity in your notes. How long did it take you to develop into like so that you were convinced that you found your own style? Well, I always wanted to to do my own thing. You know, mm -hmm. I, I always tell people, you know, don't copy someone. Take like all of your influences and put them in a pot and just meld them together, mm -hmm. make like a stew, so to say. Um, so I, I always did that from day one. And, um, you know, it was just a constant working at it, you know, and, and, and practicing when I was younger, that's all I did was, was practice and practice. And I still do now, you know, I wish I could play more, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm always behind a console, you know? So, um, but it was just, it's just a, a lot of hours putting it into it and wood shedding and, and getting it, um, you know, I, I always, I like to play from, from the heart, you know, even mm -hmm. with, with passion and fire. And it's, it's hard to uh, explain that or teach that to someone you can't, it's hard to do, you know? Yeah. Um, so my thing is always just kind of getting the, you know, the technical end of it down. But for me, the, the passion is a little more important to me, a lot mm -hmm. more important, yeah. you know? So I, I make sure my solos have like, you know, just something that, you know, it came from the heart, whether it's fast or it's not. I just want to keep that, that listener excited, you know, yeah. that's all. I think the hardest thing as a player is to find your own voice. Like for me, listening to you play, the minute I hear you play a riff, I know it's Mike Orlando. So it, it does take a while, right? Yeah. Thank you, man. That's yeah. a huge compliment because, yeah, you want to be able to have your own your own sound, whether yeah. whatever you do, whatever kind of player you are. You don't have to play fast. You don't have to play slow. Whoever you are, as long as you have your own identity, man, that's a huge thing. So, you know, it's uh, thank you. That's a huge compliment. No, no problem. My pleasure. And, and I think the majority of the public got to know when uh, Adrenaline Mob came out. Uh, but even yeah. before that, you were doing Sonic Stomp, right? To me, that's kind of yeah. the reverse trajectory in a sense, because you started doing clinics first and then got exposed to a bigger audience. How did you build yeah. that with that kind of unique career path? Um, I, started, I, I started Sonic Stomp in like 2006, I think, mm -hmm. 2000, and did that for a few years. And um, I was fortunate enough to have all the companies that I worked with always send me overseas and do lots of long clinic tours and you know, I would go to Japan and, and Germany and China all the time and and get to play to, you know, big audiences with uh, instrumental music. You know, we've done thousands of, uh, you know, thousands of people, you know, theaters. My last show was like 3000 people in China uh, wow. at a place just for just for instrumental music. So um, it was great to for that experience. But then come like 2010 i kind of missed the band thing mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's when i was that's when i started adrenaline mob and started that up so you know it was like all right now it's, it's time to go back to <laughs> rocking right i understand and what's the next step for sonic stump i mean you, you did a dvd not too long ago with uh, achilles yeah. jr and fernando as well yeah yeah just released it actually i'm still I'm doing a whole nother uh, run here in the States of it, another mm -hmm. pressing. Um, it came out uh, in Japan 
uh, as a double album on King Records. And uh, but now we're going to do another run here in the States and release a bunch of videos from it. Um, as soon as I'm finished with all my other albums that I'm doing, I want to get to a Sonic Stomp 3. I'm dying to, you know, but I have a lot on the table. I'm doing Black in the Sky. Her Charity Awaits just came out. Um, I'll be doing a new Nocturnal album and the Corey Glover album. So wow. I, my, <laughs> A little full. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. I can tell for sure. Yeah. And in terms of playing live, what's the earliest date you're discussing right now? And which band would that be with? I mean, I think that the, the show is already booked in South America with Sons of Apollo and Noternal, but mm. that, that doesn't mean anything. They're, I guarantee they're canceled. So yeah. I, I won't even speak of when, you know, because it's a shame. I don't know. that That's the world's going to dictate and tell us. Yeah. You know, we're to go we're raring to go you know everyone every band is but you can't you can't get out there prematurely and get people sick and no way yeah. you know I, so i don't know man it's, but as soon as there will be can be concerts we'll be hitting the road again for sure that's the hope i'm here in toronto by the way the earliest i've seen a show being booked is like late october but even that is not sure so i guess we'll have to see Noturnal was trying to book, you know, yeah, I think they're trying to book the month of November, mm -hmm. but you just don't know. And then you it's don't want to, it's a lot to book a tour. You know, yeah. It costs a lot. Of, it takes a lot of time and you don't want to have to reschedule. So who knows? Yeah. Insurances, liabilities and so on. Flights being booked. Yeah, it's a night. I agree. Yeah. I mean, we were on tour with Sons of Apollo and all the flights we lost, you know, we had a 10 person uh, crew. So yeah. think about 10 people. That's $10,000 easy, you know, just... Yeah gone like oh, that yeah. so think of that just in flights alone you know it was a pleasure talking to you man i hope you stay safe yeah. during these uncertain times and that we can see you on a big stage sooner rather than later thank you so much man it was a pleasure speaking with you rodrigo thanks take care dude thanks so much Ho hopefully i'll be speaking to you you know soon about the next uh, release cheers all right bro. Cheers. see you later man Okay, everyone, thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this interview with Mike Orlando. You can listen to it also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Also, please follow us on Twitter and Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Let's wrap it up with the song Dead and Gone from the self-titled debut of Her Chariot Awaits. Stay safe and see you next time. You're